Hello, I'm Dr. Lisa Belisle, and you are listening to the third episode of Radio Maine. It's been my great pleasure in the past few weeks to begin discussions with people who have an interest in art, including art gallery director Emma Wilson and also Missy Dunaway, artist from the Portland Art Gallery. This week I thought I would just give a little context about who I am in case those of you who are listening or watching um, haven't had a familiarity with what I've done over the last few years. Previously, I had a podcast for many years and was also a writer and also spent some time on air. And this has always been in parallel to the work that I have done as a doctor. I am a family practice doctor. I have additional training in acupuncture, also preventive medicine and public health. And I've been able to have both careers at once for many years, which has been very interesting. It's been especially interesting because in this past year, when I wasn't doing as much with radio or television or writing, I went back into medicine full-time. Interestingly enough, that's also when the pandemic hit. So I began my new position um, and just barely had the time to see what people's faces looked like before they put their masks on. So I've actually not met people and seen their full faces, whether they're patients or colleagues, Um, over the past year. It'll be very interesting to see what happens and how different they look when those masks come off. One of the things that kept me going through this last year, in addition to having really wonderful colleagues and staff um, and leadership within the organization that I work in, is to really maintain a focus on the important and beautiful things in life. And for me, one of the important and beautiful things in life is actually art. So it is very appropriate that in addition to living in a beautiful place and making sure that I'm appreciative of that on a regular basis, that I take the time to appreciate the art that is created by people like Willa Venema, whose art you will see behind me. Uh, She does wonderful encaustic work. And in addition, she did work this past year that I shared with my colleagues, my medical colleagues in practice, like this piece right here. These are, uh, this is one of her mini meditations, which are very small and very sweet. And each of my medical colleagues now has one, and we each have them in our offices. And I thought it was pretty appropriate when my husband suggested that we give each of our colleagues one of these, because they all have an interesting abstract theme. But if you look, these little dots, for me, will always remind me of the coronavirus. And also this idea that despite the fact, at least with this mini meditation, that these little dots are separated, if you looked at this as little people, we're all in this square together. We're all trying to figure it out. And that's been kind of the name of the game over the last year plus. That is, um, as they say, I guess, building the airplane while it's in flight. We started out when I began in this new medical practice, uh, seeing our patients as we normally did. Um, We rapidly changed over to all phone visits really overnight because we wanted to make sure that our patients were kept safe while we were trying to figure out the protective equipment that we needed to put in place and trying to better understand the coronavirus, really. Uh, Then we were able to move into virtual visits, which are done by video. And now, you know, heading into year two, we do a hybrid of all of these. We have patients who come in the office. We have patients who connect with us. Uh, through virtual visits, and we have patients who do telehealth. So 
it really all comes down to communication, which is the theme that I've uh, seen weaving its way through my life, both as a doctor and as a non-doctor, as a writer and a radio host. It's also about communication with families. And I've chosen family medicine as a career in no small part because my father has spent 50 years as a family physician, uh, but also because family is very important to me. I am the oldest of 10 children. My father was originally uh, from a family that worked in the mills of Bitterford. My mother's family uh, was from South Portland. My father's family was French. My mother's family was Irish and all of them Catholic. So as you might imagine, there was a fair number of children and uh, family members involved. So family has been, has been pretty important for many, many years. Not only the family that I came from, of which now has many doctors, interestingly enough, but also people of a, a broad variety of um, occupations, but also um, my family that I gave birth to and my family that I uh, fortunately inherited. And I have now six children, three that I gave birth to, and three that fortunately another person gave birth to, and they're all really wonderful human beings. They're all over the age of 20 now, and only one is left in college. And they've each really found their ways in the world. And despite not being able to see each other in person very often, we've all maintained a really important connection. Um, we sometimes will do... Um, Virtual, uh, we'll do FaceTime visits, sometimes by phone. I spent a lot of time talking to my father, uh, the former family doctor, on the phone as I've driven back and forth uh, to my job, which is about an hour away, um, and really learned a lot from him. I also did a lot of FaceTime work. And by the way, for those of you who are wondering, while I'm driving, it's always done safely, hands-free. Uh, I've learned a lot also from my children in the way that they have utilized technology to stay connected. Um, my son, who just found out today that he will be starting an emergency medicine residency at the University of California at Irvine, stayed connected to the residency programs he applied to and also to his classmates and to his classes through a lot of Zoom interactions. And this is something we never could have foreseen a year or two ago. We really had to uh, step up and try to figure things out in a new and different way. And I don't think the world is ever going to be the same. I think we're going to find that things that have worked well throughout this pandemic, uh, we will carry forward. And things that maybe that weren't working quite as well before the pandemic, maybe we can let go of those. And that's kind of the way that life is. You know, we're always striving to move forward. We're always striving for something that's more integrated. I, I think that the artists of the Portland Art Gallery, many of whom you will be hearing in upcoming months, but also really people in the community, have shown that the importance of uh, resilience cannot be underestimated. We're never tomorrow the same people that we were yesterday. And as a community, regardless of whether we had the pandemic, we wouldn't be the same tomorrow as we were yesterday. People who are hoping to uh, maintain or return to the past, that's going to be a tough road to travel. People who are knowing that this could be challenging as they move forward, and it, as it certainly has been, um, that's going to be a road that they'll find, I think, fairly rewarding. 
Well, I can't really go into great detail because of uh, HIPAA policies and protected health information. Uh, What I can say is that I've had wonderful interactions with my patients. I work in a challenging part of Maine. It's rural. There is a lot of um, poverty. There is a lot of addiction. Um, And a lot of it has to do with not as much employment as there once was because of closures of mills and other um, places of industry within that part of the state. But what it also has is a lot of creativity. It has a lot of compassion. It has a lot of love within this community. It's a, it's a broadly um, political community. We have people who are very liberal. We have a small liberal arts college located in that area. We also have people who have worked in factories and mills most of their lives. Um, And people have been able to come together and really take care of one another. I've heard a lot of stories of people who will bring food to their neighbors, of people who make sure that they stand uh, an appropriate six feet away on the porch and talk to their elderly friends. Um, I've seen families come together and try to navigate virtual and non-virtual classes. And I've seen, as I've said before, a lot of colleagues who kept showing up day after day after day to care for not only one another, but also the community. And one of the things that I've really learned is that it's all about showing up. I have seen that the people who, despite their fears about possible infection and maybe illness or death, they show up to their lives in whatever way makes the most sense for them every single day. When we closed our office down for in-person visits because we were trying to figure out the next best step, all of our medical assistants, our clerical staff, our leadership, our administrators, our physicians, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, Um, maintenance uh, workers, computer workers, hospital workers, all of these people kept showing up. And it it was really wonderful to see. We weren't located at the hospital where a lot of times um, the community would show up and and clap for the doctors and understandably, and and doctors and nurses, understandably um, being appreciative of those individuals. But we were actually cared for very well by our community. We had a lot of Dunkin' Donuts um, packages that were sent forward with coffee and refreshments because of donations that community members had made. And we also maintained a good attitude about things. I mean, let's not pretend it was a really scary time. And for many people, it continues to be a really scary time. So every time we put on our masks and we now enter the building, It's not as though that fear has actually gone away. It's more that we've found some sort of balance point between um, moving forward and staying paralyzed by fear. It's not always easy. And I don't think that I could say that I have the answers to why some people are able to be more resilient than others. And there's no judgment intended for those who haven't felt as resilient. And in fact, that is something that we have to consider. A lot of people who are patients in our practice, in addition to having issues with health and maybe falling behind on things like cancer screenings or diabetes care or high blood pressure management, they're also calling us up and saying, we're very stressed. We are anxious. We're upset. We're depressed. We've had more issues with uh, people who are contemplating suicide. 
And that's a challenge to us. That's a challenge that on a daily basis we we rise up to meet. And we've been fortunate because we have equally compassionate uh, mental health workers in our community. We've had crisis workers in our community that have stepped up and said, it's okay, we're going to take care of one another. And we've made it work. So we see that it's happening. We see that it's a very real issue. We see that some people are able to deal with it on their own and some people need help. But it's something that we're going to keep working on. So in addition to the art that I really love and the work by Willa Venema that I've shown you and the work by Willa Venema that's behind me and the work that I get to enjoy because of my affiliation with the Portland Art Gallery, things that I've continued to do to keep myself healthy are the things that I was doing before. I go out, I go running, I run when it's dark, I run when it's raining, I, I run when it's sunshiny. When it's possible, I get out on the water. Um, whenever possible, I'm outside in the woods, which is where I like to take my runs. In addition to hanging out with my son, again, congratulations to him and to his girlfriend who have worked very hard to get be on this path. Um, I enjoy reaching out to my daughter who's currently trying to work her way through her second semester, uh, sophomore year in college. I also enjoy reaching out to my daughter who's been working as a sous chef at a local restaurant because I think everybody has something different um, that they're doing to maintain balance in their lives. So that just keeps reminding me that I can maintain balance in my own. I also like to read. I like to write. I have two little dogs that keep me company. And I found that even though I can't do the traveling I once did and I can't go to the restaurants that I once enjoyed, not right now anyway, I'm able to find things that um, keep me centered and keep me balanced and keep me ready and willing to show up for work, whether it's working as a medical doctor or a leader within the medical system or whether it's coming here, which I really don't consider work because it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun to be able to be back in the studio doing this podcasting for Radio Maine. Um, but all of these things that I do for myself on a regular basis are just a way to maintain health and happiness to the extent that I possibly can. I know this has been a long-winded kind of way of introducing myself to you, and there's probably a lot more that I could say, but I'll hold that for future times that I get on air and I talk with you about what we're doing and who I am and where we're coming from. I really appreciate the people who have taken the time to reach out over our last couple of podcasts, but also people who have reached out previously after they've seen work that we've done for our past podcasts and radio shows, people who are aware of um, broadcasting that we've done, people who see the writing that we've put out into the world. And I really think that these are individuals that um, form a community that perhaps it may be an asynchronous community. It may not be people I have ever met in person, but they've, they've really kept the joy alive for me. Um, the same way that I've had joy in my medical career, I've had the joy in my artistic career as well. So I, I appreciate all of you who have taken the time to reach out, and I appreciate you today for watching this or listening to this Radio Maine episode number three. Uh, please do get in touch if you have um, thoughts, if anything that I have talked about kind of rings true for you, if you have suggestions for future show guests. You are part of my community, and I really am grateful for the opportunity to be with you here today. Have a great day. 
Have a great uh, balanced week and enjoy this new upcoming spring. And we'll talk to you next week on Radio Maine, episode four.